What does it take to play great golf? Do you know? You've had rounds where everything felt easy, but you may have walked away from a great experience at a loss for how to repeat it. After watching those contending for the win at this year's Masters event, you might think that great golf requires things like talent, patience, courage, experience, and solid strategy. And you'd be right. But what great golf really comes down to is a great approach that is centered around enhancing the process side of your game rather than the outcome side. In this episode, I'm going to pull back the curtain to reveal the specifics of how professional and amateur golfers play to win. She Talks Birdie is for you, the golf enthusiast, who wants to discover how to play the game you love better, smarter, and more effortlessly. If that sounds like exactly what you need to take your game to the next level, then I'm so glad you stopped by. My name is Dr. Shannon Reese, and in each episode, we'll take a look behind the curtain in your mind to uncover the simple mindset strategies that will help you play great. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get started. Masters Week is truly something special that captures the hearts and minds of golfers across the globe each year. There's no other event or golf course quite like it, and I'm always amazed at how it tests the skill and resolve of the greatest players. After watching an interview with Justin Rose following his career-low 65 at the Masters on day one, I knew exactly what I wanted to share with you in this episode. It wasn't about what Justin did in that first round, but how he did it that is important. Whether you listened to the same interview and recognized it or not, he gave us a peek into the process he uses to play to win. And the best part about it is that you don't have to be a professional golfer to have the same type of process that helps you play to win, too. It's about knowing what must and must not be included in order to maintain a process-centered approach to your game to prevent you from getting sucked into chasing outcomes. What I mean is standing on the tee thinking about how to par the hole, or facing a chip shot to the green and thinking about your putt to save bogey, or thinking about what your score is in relation to what you'd hope to finish with at any point during the round. There are two big problems with focusing on outcomes. Number one, your focus is on the future and not 100% on the present task at hand. And number two, you can't directly control outcomes, so thinking about them just gets in the way of thinking about how to reach them via the process. In the interview, Justin described a very process-centered approach to his game that he attributed to his ability to play great by saying, I was just trying to stay out of my own way and just keep doing what I was doing. It's a good reminder that you never know what can happen out there, just to stick with it on the golf course. That's going to be the trick the rest of the week. Hopefully you can just run off instinct. Just keep it one shot at a time. Just keep committing. This course, you can never get ahead of yourself. We've seen it many times around here. It's all about commitment, and I think it's about enjoying it. Pure gold, if you ask me. Did you catch the 10, yes 10, value bombs he served up 
that outline a great approach to the game that is simple, repeatable, and doable by golfers of any level? What he described is a solid formula, the likes of which I teach my clients to develop in their games. And this is nothing new. You've probably heard your playing partners reel off some of these best practices, and perhaps you've spoken about them too following a great round. But in case you missed the details, I'm going to break down the 10 simple but essential elements that Justin shared so that you can start developing each one in your game too. Number one, stay out of your own way. Sometimes this is easier said than done because you don't really know how you may be unintentionally getting in your own way on the course. The biggest way golfers get in their own way is by doubting themselves, their swing, their clubs, their decisions, or their mechanics. When you're playing with doubt, you become vulnerable to mental clutter, the kind that comes from worrying about how to avoid messing up, how to remember what not to do, how to remember what to do, and more. Nerves can increase, your imagination can get away from you, you may start to micromanage your mechanics, second-guess your club choice, shot plan, reads, and targets. Overthinking comes next and can lead to complete analysis paralysis, jerky swings, pushes, and pulls that come from fearful play. In order to have a process that helps you stay out of your own way, it needs to be simple and repeatable and built on trust. Think of your pre-shot routine as the structure that keeps your thoughts engaged in a concise series of steps so that your thinking doesn't veer off track. When you are mentally occupied with the right things, you don't have the bandwidth to get sucked into the distractions that can accompany the game. Golfers who play to win set their game plan before they head out to play. They review the essential elements of their process, determine their purpose for the round, and commit to it. By doing the right preparation before you play, it's not necessary to try to figure things out when you are actually playing. You have a plan that works as your compass for the day. And whenever you detect your mind slipping off track, you have something simple and specific to lock back onto so that you keep going strong. Number two, keep doing what you're doing right. Nothing's worse than being really excited after completing a great front nine only to have your game completely unravel on the back. The change doesn't occur because you've suddenly lost your swing, although that's often how I hear golfers describe their round. You just changed your approach, which had an impact on your swing. You might have started playing more conservatively because you didn't want to start making errors. You may have found yourself in scoring territory that was unfamiliar to you and you started getting unsettled by it because you weren't sure how you got there. Justin said that he knew he needed to just keep doing what he was doing, meaning what he was doing right. That requires knowledge of what the right things are. When you take the time after your rounds to examine your performance from an objective viewpoint, it's not difficult to decipher what kind of mindset habits work and which ones really mess things up. When I speak with golfers about their good rounds and ask them to think about the things they were thinking about, their good process begins to unfold. Examples include being locked on their target as opposed to trying to hit the ball, thinking confidently about the club in their hand, remembering past success rather than failure, 
and focusing on where they wanted the ball to go instead of where they might get into trouble. You get the picture. The next time you find yourself playing well, pause for a moment and consider what you've been doing that has gotten you to that moment. Have you been trusting your swing? Have you been imagining yourself hitting good shots? Have you been taking your time to create a great shot plan? Have you been focused on playing for you and not performing or trying to prove anything to others? In your brief moments of reflection, you will see your good process begin to come into focus. From there, all you have to do is keep doing what you were doing well up to that point. Let the future unfold without you worrying about how you will get there, and you will have a much better chance of continuing to play well. Number three. Be ready and willing to pivot as needed. There are lots of things that you can't plan for in advance, but that doesn't mean that you can't successfully pivot when the unexpected occurs in your round. Justin made reference to the fact that you never know what can happen out there, and he was referring to the things over which he has no control. I call these things the uncontrollables, and there are many. Golfers find it impossible to play to win when they're trying to control the parts of the game they can't. They waste time and energy and literally set themselves up to fail by trying. Consider the big uncontrollable that occurred at the Masters this year. Conditions were dry at the start, then following a rain delay on Saturday, the course changed dramatically. The golfers who adjusted and adjusted quickly were able to play strong. Those who didn't pivot their approach didn't fare as well. The best way to prepare yourself for the unexpected is to spend some time thinking about different scenarios you've experienced in the past before you head out to play. You can check the weather forecast so you know if it will be hot, if there's a chance of rain, or whether the wind is expected to kick up and plan accordingly. You likely know with whom you'll be playing and can consider the different personality types and ways those golfers play and plan accordingly. If you have two courses at your home club with a preference for one over the other, but are scheduled to play on the one you perceive to be more challenging, you can give some thought to how you might adjust your strategy and plan accordingly. Perhaps you discover during your warm-up that with your long clubs that you usually hit straight, you're hitting a slight draw. Rather than wasting time giving yourself a swing lesson on the range, you can choose to strategically play the draw and plan accordingly. No one, no matter what level they play, can realistically expect their game to be exactly the same day in and day out. Everyone's game fluctuates, conditions change, and you play with different people with different idiosyncrasies you've got to roll with. The more you choose to be flexible and pivot when needed so that you maintain the best mindset despite any unexpected changes, the better you'll play. If you choose to fight the things you can't do anything about, you'll be in for a rough round and losing battle. So make the right choice so you're willing to rise to the challenge of change with a game plan that flexes when necessary. Number four, stick to your process. Once you have a process that works, it's important that you stick with it. What that means is that you stick with it without changing it. Just so that doesn't sound confusing, following my advice about being able to adjust to the uncontrollables, I'm talking about two different things. 
Adjusting to the uncontrollables means that you're willing to approach your shot planning differently so that you can leverage the change instead of battling against it. If the greens are hard and fast, you will likely plan your approach shots and putts a little differently. If you have an extremely chatty playing partner, you might ask to be dropped off at your ball so you can have some quiet space for your next shot. Your process, meaning how you mentally prepare for every shot, doesn't change. It's consistent so that your thinking remains consistent and your output on the course remains as consistent as possible too. Once you have a process that you know allows you to step into a shot with 100% confidence in yourself and your swing, a fully committed lock on your target, and a quiet mind so that you can swing freely, you must stick with your proven process. Yes, even after you've doubled the last two holes. Even after it took you two shots to get out of the fairway bunker. Even when there's a slow person in your group. Even when you've been invited to play through. And even after blowing your putt five feet past the hole. Sticking to your process means that you never shortcut it, add clutter to it, change it, or conduct it halfway. When you initiate your process, you must follow it to a T. It should take you the same amount of time nearly every time to complete. It should be a mindful exercise you use to march your thoughts forward in the direction of success shot after shot. And just to be clear, it's never something that you're going to be able to put on autopilot. Golfers who play to win know that having a process that works is their true north, their map to success, and it can be the same for you. Your process must be about taking a quality approach to every shot so you can prevent a high quantity of shots. Number five, play every round like it's the only round. If you recall Justin's comment, he said that the trick was going to be sticking with a winning process all week long. How many times have we seen tour players start strong and keep going strong through the third round, only to lose it all on Sunday? The closer you get to any finish, the more challenging it can be to keep doing what needs to be done until you actually reach the finish line. You can't be thinking about raising the trophy and toasting your success until your final putt is in the hole. Multi-day events can be tough. You might not be accustomed to playing multiple days in a row like the pros, or you might not be used to maintaining a competitive mindset for every round, taking an easier, less serious approach to your rounds when you're with your friends or family members. It may be tempting to try to make up for lost ground in one round by trying harder in the next one, or to hold on to a lead by playing safe. You may get wrapped up in considering the finish line you desire to reach while you're still in the midst of playing an event which can be very distracting and result in self-imposed pressure to perform. Just like you've got to approach your game one shot at a time, like I'll be talking about shortly, you've also got to start fresh round over round. I call it wiping the slate clean, and it's a process that I teach my clients to go through so that they can close the book on one round before getting started with the next. This is important because you don't want to get mentally bogged down in a prior round while you're trying to play the one you're in. That creates clutter, distraction, and pressure, none of which help you play to win. 
This applies to you if you play in a weekly golf group, too. Rather than getting stuck trying to repeat the past, wipe the slate clean each week before you play so that you set a renewed objective for the day to keep your attention focused on the day at hand and the shot at hand. Number six, run off instinct. Your gut instinct is one of your great inner tools, yet many golfers don't know how to listen to it or actively use it as an asset during their rounds. Augusta National is not an easy course to play. It was designed to challenge the skills and senses of great players, even those with years of experience playing there. When in the heat of play, golfers don't have the luxury to contemplate every last detail of every shot to make it their best. And when conditions change, there's even more to potentially factor into a shot. That's where great golfers lean into their gut to assist them in their decision-making. And those who play with a gut-driven process play to win. I believe what Justin Rose was indicating by his statement was the need to rely on his experience. Not just the experience at the Masters that he'd had, but the entirety of his golf experience in order to play smart. Your brain is constantly processing all kinds of information, whether through conscious or subconscious means. You have a multitude of information to draw upon that's being stored in your long-term memory. Your subconscious mind accesses that information to help you identify patterns. Those patterns provide you with extra decision-making power so you know what to do when facing a moment of indecision about a club choice, shot, target, break, slope, and more. I find that too often golfers sell themselves short rather than trusting in their gut. Like Justin Rose, you can learn to listen more closely to yours to help you make smart decisions when in a pinch or on the fence in your game. Number seven, keep it one shot at a time. Remaining present-centered throughout your round is one of the most important of all the elements Rose described in his interview. If you struggle to maintain consistent focus throughout your rounds, then you definitely want to listen to episode 005, where I share how you can regain, train, and maintain laser-like focus in golf. Your power lies in the present, since that is the only part of your game over which you have direct control. You can't predict the future, and you can't change or make up for the past. The play-to-win approach is to tackle your game one shot at a time. This means avoiding the temptation to think about what you could make on a hole while you're still in the midst of playing it, or daydreaming about what you might score for the day if you just keep the momentum going. When you begin thinking about how to par the hole that you're on, your mind is in the future. You can slip into the future that easily. Getting distracted by the past or the future fractures your focus and clutters your mind. It's impossible to put 100% of your best into the shot you're about to hit when your mind is elsewhere. Staying present is about playing the game within the game. I will often equate the one-shot approach to the focus a basketball player has when standing on the free-throw line. The goal is nothing but net. Allowing your mind to become completely absorbed in the shot at hand on the course feels very much the same. When you lock onto your target and swing for it, there's nothing better than watching your shot unfold and reach your target just as you imagined it would. Commit to treating every shot with the same quality and attention to detail 
so that no shot is more important than the next. It's just about the next target and the next target until you run out of targets at the end of the round. At that point, you can add up your score to see how playing one shot at a time contributed to a solid round. Number eight, just keep committing. Whether you feel as though you're playing well or not, you must remain committed to go for smart targets. It's about keeping your foot on the gas. This doesn't mean taking risks or hitting low percentage shots. When you play to win, you leverage the assets in your bag for the day rather than selecting the shots you think you should hit. Planning shots you know you can hit keeps the pressure at bay, making it much easier to commit to the plan without reservation. During an ideal warm-up, you assess the A game you have in the bag for the day that you can use to play to win. There's no need to invite pressure into your round by trying to play shots you can't back with 100% confidence. Because without confidence, you can't commit. And proceeding with a shot you aren't sure you can hit well will cost you unnecessary strokes. I call this an anyway shot. A shot you know you're not ready to hit, but you go ahead and hit it anyway. Anyway shots are not committed shots, so don't fool yourself by thinking you can get away with them and play well. You need to play with straightforward plans so that you know you have the skill and confidence to execute, so that you can step into your shots with zero pressure. That's how great golfers swing freely and accurately, and so can you. Number nine, never get ahead of yourself. You've got to accomplish number seven and commit to play one shot at a time in order to be able to avoid getting ahead of yourself. Golf is not chess, and therefore, there's no need to plan multiple shots in advance. When you're off the course, feel free to plan your strategy for every hole and consider the big picture of your approach to the course. But when you're playing the game, you need to be patient enough to invest your best quality and attention into each individual shot moment. Every shot counts one, so make sure that you don't take any for granted and see them start multiplying on any hole like a bunch of rabbits. Number 10. Enjoy the round. The final element Justin described is just as important as the rest, but too many times it's not a priority in golfers' games. If you're not having fun playing, then why are you playing? In case you have forgotten, golf is a game and it's meant to be fun. But sometimes golfers get so worried about results that they work the enjoyment right out of their game. You don't have to be careless in order to play carefree, and a more relaxed approach to your game may be just what you need to start playing to win. When you keep golf a game, it becomes an ever-changing adventure rather than a daunting chore. Think back for a moment to element number one, stay out of your own way. If you try too hard to play well, you will actually prevent yourself from playing well. It's like having a chokehold on your game and you will squeeze the good right out of it. Make a point to trust that you've put in the work needed and allow yourself to just play the game. When golf starts to feel like hard work, take that as a sign that you're likely trying way too hard and need to lighten up in order to play to win. Most, if not all, of the elements that Justin Rose described using are simple, but can be difficult to follow in real time on the course. That's where knowledge and discipline make the difference no matter what level you play. 
and you will often hear me say that you've got to be consistent in what you're doing in order to get the most out of any investment. Whether you're playing in a four-day PGA event or your weekly golf group, you must commit to stay the course, on the course, no matter what. It's all about learning to never let the natural challenges of the game distract you from your ultimate mission to do what must be done moment by moment to reach the desired finish line. I hope this episode has helped eliminate some of the questions in your mind about how to repeat great rounds and play to win. To play great most often, you must consistently follow a great process, and it's important that you hold yourself accountable. So I created a post-round evaluation worksheet you can use to track your progress. It will help you remain more mindful of the essential elements I shared in this episode. To grab a free copy, head on over to trainingfooroptimalperformance.com forward slash 008. And while you're there, leave me a comment and let me know which essential element you plan to start consistently using first. I'd love to hear from you. To quickly recap, the 10 simple but essential elements that professional and amateur golfers use to play to win are stay out of your own way, keep doing what you're doing right, be ready and willing to pivot as needed, stick to your process, play every round like it's the only round, run off instinct, keep it one shot at a time, just keep committing, never get ahead of yourself, and don't forget to enjoy the round. The importance of this episode wasn't whether Justin Rose's approach would guarantee him a green jacket this year, but that it epitomizes the simple, repeatable process that great golfers cultivate in order to get the most out of their game on any given day. Consistently applying even just a handful of the essential elements I described will really improve your ability to play to win, just like the pros. You can start small and remain committed to keep building up your mental game skills. Keep in mind that playing with a great approach influences all parts of your game, including your routines before and after every shot, your strategy, your practice, your perspective of yourself and your game, your resilience, and of course, your scores. I encourage you to commit to developing the process side of your game and you'll get the best return on your investment of time, effort, and money. Your approach must be centered around refining your ability to deliver on the things that contribute to great scores rather than just the scores themselves. And just like Justin Rose, you can have an approach that helps you play to win. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to iTunes to rate this podcast and leave me a review. It's the best way to support the podcast and to enable me to keep providing you with the actionable content you need to play great. And if you haven't subscribed to the She Talks Birdie podcast, what are you waiting for? That'll guarantee you won't miss a single juicy episode. I'll be back soon. Until next time, get out there and play great.